Davies on Radio Red Hill. Radio Red Hill. This programme is brought to you in association with Alexander's Chartered Accountants in Red Hill. I'm Nigel Gray, sitting in today for Owen Davis, and on this programme I have a very special interview for you. Matt Munro has been known to all his fans for many, many years as the singer's singer, and uh, one of the reasons why his legacy has carried on for all these years has been the valiant work carried on by his daughter Michelle Munro. I'm going to talk to Michelle now. Good afternoon, Michelle. Hello, how are you, Nigel? I'm fine, thank you very much indeed. I won't ask how you are, because you've told me at the moment you're suffering slightly. I'm fine, I'm fine. But you, you'll stagger through somehow. OK. Always that's, do, yeah. That's brilliant. Now, the reason we're talking, apart from the fact we always like to talk to you anyway every now and again, is because there's a new album out of Matt's songs, and yeah. it's rather opportune as well, because reading the notes here that you very kindly sent me, it actually coincides with what would have been his 90th birthday and also the 60th anniversary of his very first hit, Portrait of My Love. I know. It's a big year and um, I wanted to do something special. I mean, going back to 20 years working with EMI, bless them, they gave me carte blanche to do every project I wanted. And I'm not a greatest um, lover of the best of and the greatest hits. So we did things with Nelson Riddle, we did the live in Australia, we did uh, the Rare Monroe, and this Lost in New York sessions was going to be my final project with them. And then sadly they went under, or they closed. Um, And so I haven't done anything with it. And then Universal approached me about 18 months ago and said they wanted to do something special for the anniversary year. And I said, I've got just the thing. and it's a project that I feel quite passionate about. And it, Daddy's always been known for big orchestras and big bands and, and the like. And he was in New York and he went into the studio to do something quite different. And this time we'd only record with a five-piece band. And um, it's a very laid-back, chilled kind of album. And it was going to be called Invitation to Broadway. And in he went. And he um, did the album, laid it down as, as he wanted, and, and left, if you like, and went about his work. Um, unbeknown to him, the producer, Dave Kavanagh, decided he wanted the big band sound on it, so added all this other instrumentation. And as far as Dad was concerned, he butchered it. Um, but, I mean, by the time Dad knew about it, it was too late uh, to stop, but Dad would, didn't. To want to have anything more to do with it. He was, he was very, very upset. I mean, the original lineup was a pianist, bass, drummer, and two guitars, one electric, one acoustic. Um, when you're in a studio and there were the big orchestras, you, ha- you can have a hide a little bit behind some of it, some artists do, whereas Dad has nowhere to hide. If he makes a mistake, you'd hear it. Um, and it's just so pure until back. I was, I was really excited, and then at Christmas, all these albums were coming out with the Royal Philharmonic on, and, the, and I thought, yeah, we're going the other way, actually. You are? So, yeah, it's an intimate album. Um, there's some tracks on there people are obviously familiar with, but not these sort of arrangements. 
I mean, one song I've never particularly liked it comes from the show Hello Dolly, and it's a very theatrical number and it's big brass sounds and didn't kind of take to it. But then I heard this version with a completely different arrangement, and it's like a completely different song. Which song was that then? Hello Dolly. Oh, Hello Dolly itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the big song. Well, it, it's nothing like it now. It, it's almost romantic, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, and no, I just love it, and I, I just felt that um, I'd like to bring it out as Dad had intended. Um, and I work on the cruise ships, as you know, giving talks on Dad's life and music, and I get about 350, 500 people every show, and I'm always surprised by this great diversity of age groups and I always say to the young ones at the end, you know, were you dragged in here? Um, and they said, no, we love the music. So because of them, I thought I'll do a bonus disc and put 27 of his recognizable hits and songs that he did over the years. So they've all been remastered. They're all in stereo. But it gives a new person to Matt Monroe's music a really nice overall view of what he was about. And if you're a staunch fan, then it's also something new because they've got different takes on there. And um, it's just really nice, I think. I'm very, very proud of it. And uh, it's been a delight to listen to some of the music on here. In the Lost New York sessions, it's very much, I think, as you said, the raw sounds of that small group of really skilled musicians playing along with him and enjoying the sessions. Yeah, and what's so sad about it, having gone in the vault, there was no paperwork at all on who the musicians were. Nothing. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I can hear the instruments, that's easy enough. But there was just no names, nothing, no, nothing at all. And, and that's a shame, you know. But uh, we did everything in our power to try and find out, but it's too long ago now, I think it's 47 years or something. Maybe even longer. My maths isn't that good. But, you know, it's a long time ago. Um, but, you know, Dad like to do different things he always chose his own music so you know every week he'd go through literally hundreds of cassette tapes that he'd been sent from songwriters and publishers and you know hope he would record something and he'd go through them all and then he'd pick something that he thought was terrific um you know so he was he was choosy but you know how many artists that you can you play after sort of 50 60 years and it's still fresh it hasn't dated the music. Now, that's very true. And on this particular um, Lost New York Sessions um, CD, there's certain songs that people will have heard of before, like Hello Dolly, we've mentioned already. There's also Stranger in Paradise on there, rather nice bossa nova arrangement by the sound of it too. Listen, you know, you've got things from Put on a Happy Face, you've yeah. got Sunrise, Sunset. People know all those, um, but they might not have heard of Love of Caravan or The Lady Smiles, which were actually originally intended uh, singles. So they don't actually come from a Broadway show. Something new for people. You know, yes. you don't want to bring the same things out all the time. Every time The Lady Smiles Brighter world is what I see. A world of love 
that will always be And it's mine When she smiles at me When her eyes begin to glow Her heart is there For me I know She lights the sky High above The lady smiles With love When her eyes begin to glow Her heart is there For me I know She lights the sky High above The lady smiles With Then I thought, well, you know, let's not be stingy. Let's put another 27 tracks on and fill the disc up, so to speak. <laughs> and that way people have got, you know, remastered and stereo versions. And listen, you know, I, someone said to me the other day, we bought Dad's original album in 1964 or whatever. And he said, and then we played one of the new discs that you did in the last five years. And he said, the sound is incredible compared. I said, well, that is modern technology for you. Mm. Um, plus, EMI were rather lazy because they'd do an album and they'd pull out from the archives and it would be mono and they'd think, yeah, that's all right. You know, so they never sort of looked to bring it out at its best sometimes. I think sometimes the process was a bit quick, you know. Mm, okay. So I, I wanted to make sure it was literally the best it could be. And there's even... Obviously, we, you know, people known for Portrait of My Love, My Kind of Girl, Going to Build a Mountain from Russia with Love Walk. Well, there's just so many. But then I've also included a particular favourite of mine on disc two, um, which comes from the film Dr. Doolittle. Now, I heard Daddy sing this when I was a little, little girl, and I fell in love with the song, and I thought, right, I'm going to go and find that now and bring that out. And... I delivered a canister, and it was in Spanish. I said, no, 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 Daddy recorded it in, in English. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. took 18 years for me to find it in an unmarked canister where the Spanish version had been underneath, and they'd put the British version over it. Um, and it's called When I Look Into Your Eyes, and I absolutely love it. And it, it always amazed me when I saw the movie, that Rex Harrison was actually singing it to a seal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful love song. When I look in your eyes I see the wisdom 
of the world in your eyes I see the sadness of a thousand goodbyes when I look in your eyes and it is no surprise to see the softness of the moon in your eyes the gentle sparkle of the stars in the skies when I look in your eyes in your eyes I see the deepness of the sea I see the deepness of the love the love I feel for me Autumn comes Summer dies I see the passing Of the years In your eyes And when we part There'll be no tears No goodbyes I'll just look into your eyes Those eyes so pure, so warm, so wise How I love the look in CD2 in, in this particular CD set, the best of, is virtually the definitive set of, of Matt Munro at his very best because, as you say, you've got all the hits there as well that put by love and so on, but also you've got other ones which I think are absolute classics from Matt Munro, which we regularly play on Radio Red Hill, like We're Going to Change the World, for example. Dad, um, as I say, chose his own music and he went to Kenny Clayton, his musical director, and said, I want to record this. And he said, But Matt, it's a protest song. He said, but I like it. Mm. And, of course, it was so unlike what Dad normally did. Um, and, of course, every, it was Kenny Everett that made that into a big turntable hit because he wouldn't stop playing it. So from a B-side, it became a double-A um, and became very, very popular. Um, he used to do it in, in his live shows because people loved it. You know, it was a, and also an up-tempo number, you know, where Dad had obviously done a lot of ballads in his life. Um, but there's always a little story behind some of the music another one you may not have heard of is two people and dad was in Hong Kong and he got a phone call from reception saying there was a guy saying his name was George Montgomery and could he come up and my dad said what George Montgomery the actor and the guy said I don't know so dad said yes send him up and George was a massive fan and offered dad a part in his movie as an actor, um, and I bet you don't know this, so Daddy appeared in the film, and it's quite a big role. It was called Satan's Harvest, 
And the deal was that Daddy would also sing the title track, which was Two People. Again, a lovely song, probably one that most people haven't heard of. Indeed so. And there's interesting material on here, like, for example, uh, his version of the, the eye-level theme from Van der Velk, which I'm sure you all remember from many years ago, oh, 1972, yes. The, yes. The, the, the series. And you smiled, wasn't That's the one. It? That's the one, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, I remember that very well. And that, again, was a bit of a surprise hit. Uh, nobody expected us to have a hit out of it. That I had the world on the end of a string I thought that I was a millionaire Free as the dawn and then came the morning I turned and I saw you there And you smiled and you smiled with laughter in your eyes Then the world seemed to fade away And you smiled and you smiled and I was captured, don't you know like to stay Now I've got something worth talking about I was a fool not to see before My life was empty until your love showed me the things I've been looking for And you smiled and you smiled with laughter in your eyes that the world seemed to fade away And you smiled and Girl, I'm so crazy about you I know I can't live without you Once I would run when somebody said Why didn't I try to settle down? I didn't care, now I'm up in the air With my head really in the clouds And you smile and you smile with I'd like to stay I'd like to stay It's funny, people always say to me, what's your favourite song? I said, it's impossible. It depends what mood I'm in. You know, what sort of day of the week it is, what time of the day it is. Um, you don't want to listen to something very, very sort of romantic and nostalgic if you're a bit low, do you? You know, um, and I think that's the thing with music, is that people will choose something and think, oh, I love this, and Nile Level um, was one of them. It came from that, and people just suddenly took to it, you know. It's, um, it's one of those things. I mean, one of my favorite songs, which is actually not on this album, was the very first time I went to the studio with Daddy. Um, he took me to Air London. He was recording an album called Close to You, and uh, I had no idea what he was recording. And I went in, and there's like 40 musicians tuning up and wires and equipment across this floor. It was Bedlam. And in walked George Martin. 
And he literally tapped this little stick, his baton, and everything. You could hear a pin drop. And Dad gestured me over, held my hand, and sang Michelle. And that was the version that was actually cut, pressed, and released. You don't forget a song like that. Very personal. Very. Memory will stay with me throughout my life. But sometimes I'm not in the right frame of mind to listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's too sad sometimes. Yeah, too personal. Yeah, it brings back a lot of memories. Yes. You know, but when I think of it as a memory, it's just wonderful. Of course, I mean, you obviously with Matt throughout his very early days, and his first hit, doing my calculations here, he was uh, about 30, wasn't he, when he had his first hit? So presumably before that, he'd been singing for many years, had he? Yes, I mean... When he was a young lad, I mean, he came from a very impoverished background, attended five or six schools. His home was bombed out several times. Um, you know, he had holes in the bottom of his shoes. And he was listening to Radio Luxembourg. And Sinatra then wasn't Sinatra. He was just part of the Tommy Dorsey, you know, orchestra and singer kind of thing. But, and, and Bing Crosby and that would be trans- Perry Como. And he was transported and he used to go into the pubs in the east end of London and get up with a trio and they'd pass a hat around for him. He was only 14 um, and as soon as he could, he signed up in the army to escape it kind of thing um, and was eventually posted to Hong Kong and uh, he probably became the the highest paying squaddy in the business. Um, He won a talent contest called Beginners Please seven times running to the point the promoter said, you can't enter anymore, mate. It's going to look fixed. So what they did is they gave him his own radio show on Radio Rediffusion called Terry Parsons Sings. And then he was doing gigs all over Hong Kong, even for the governor, uh, for the governor's ball. And, you know, when he was demobbed, he thought he was going to come back to England and take the country by storm because nobody would heard of him. And there wasn't much call for a tank driver. So he took a job one of many, um, on the buses. But he was always moonlighting. So he moonlighted with the Harry Leader. He was in Glasgow, and they decided, him and the band members, to lay down a demo as a bit of fun. Dad hated it. It, One of the drummers sent it to Winifred Atwell, who sent Dad a telegram and said, please come and meet me. And she was at London's Talk of the Town. So she, in, in effect, introduced him to the record label she was signed with, Decca. So they signed Dad to an album deal, unheard of for newbie, and changed his name. As you know, Matt came from the very first journalist to write about him, Matt White, and Monroe came from Winifred's father, Monroe Atwell. But they only lasted a year because Decca dropped him because they didn't give him any fresh material. I mean, you're too young to remember this, but in those days... You could have the same song in the charts three, by three different people. Um, so he was kept being given existing hits to sing rather than anything fresh. So he didn't have any hits of his own. They dropped him. Fontana picked him up. They dropped him. And at the age of 30, he had two fell record contracts and was destitute. And it was a phone call that came next that saved him. A phone call from... George Martin. Um, EMI was known as a comedy label back then, and George Martin was working on the second Peter Sellers album. 
and they were doing a, a, a spoof on Sinatra's new album, Songs for Swinging Lovers, and this was going to be called Songs for Swinging Sellers. George Martin had written a track called I'll Keep You Swinging, and the idea was that Sellers would do a sort of impression of Sinatra singing it, but he didn't know how to do it. He had nothing to listen to, to you know, to kind of get a feel for it. So George's idea was to get a singer who sounded a bit like Sinatra, lay the track down so that Peter could listen to it and then do his own rendition. Well, when Dad came back from work and Mummy told him, he went ballistic. He said, I'm not doing that. He said, I'm good enough to emulate the greatest singer in the world, but I can't get a recording contract. Well, Mum calmed him down. He did it. He got five quid, he did. And uh, Peter Sellers listened back to it. He said, I can't do that. He said, let's use this guy on the opening track and we'll give him a pseudonym. Do you know what it was? No. Fred Flange. <laughs> so it was the opening track and it had the byline, uh, a capital singer. So people thought, is it Sinatra? And, you know, or who is it? And it caused a big fuss in the media. By the time Dad's name was released, everybody wanted to know more. And George Martin rang him back a couple of weeks later and said, you know, Matt, he said, I think we ought to make some music together. And they certainly did that. They certainly did. But yes, he, was a, he wasn't a pop star, mm. although he was lumped with the pop stars. That was what was, you know, the rock and roll era was coming. And, and uh, yeah, he, he was on things like Shindig, singing My Kind of Girl, when all the other pop meals to darkers and all that were singing completely <laughs> pop songs. He said he always felt like the old man of the sea. <laughs> Anyhow, we've got the legacy, obviously, of all that wonderful work still to enjoy. On this album, we've got the Lost New York Sessions on one CD, and we've got the best of Matt Munro on the second CD. And uh, it's been a delight talking to you, Michelle, I have to say, today. Absolute Thank delight. Nigel. As always. Uh, have you got a favourite, difficult question, I know, a favourite of the tracks on the Lost New York Sessions side of this particular CD that you would select to play particularly? Well, I think it has to be what we talked about earlier, and that's Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly Well, hello It's so nice to have you back where you belong You're looking swell, Dolly And I can tell, Dolly You're still glowing, you're still crowing You're still going strong I feel the room swaying For the band is playing One of your old favorite songs From way back when So take her rap, fellas Find her an empty lap 
pleasure on this very special edition of Out and About to talk to Michelle Munro, that's Matt Munro's daughter, about the brand new album that came out in March, Stranger in Paradise, The Lost New York Sessions. Many thanks to Michelle and thank you for listening. That programme was brought to you in association with Alexander's Chartered Accountants in Red Hill. Patient and staff requests are now being played on weekdays at 4pm. Please phone or email your requests in. The following programme is a look back at the most popular requests from 2019. Your requests on Radio Red Hill. Radio Red Hill. The Belfry Shopping Centre sponsors your Monday requests. The Belfry Shopping Centre, we're waiting to welcome you. Well, hello there and welcome. Welcome to your requests on Radio Red Hill. And it's a very special edition of your request today. Yes, every year we go through all the 8,000 requests we collect every year around the East Side Hospital and we produce a top 300 chart which we run over the Christmas and New Year period. And today we're going to be playing all the top 20 of 2019. Yes, all your most popular tunes of that year. So all last year's favourites, all in one programme. Coming up over the next 90 minutes here on Radio Red Hill. I'm Nigel Gray, inviting you to sit back, lie back, whatever, and enjoy all your favourites. So, without more ado, shall we start? I think we should. Going to start now at number 20 with the Fab Four. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung 
Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. Hey